This is another eye roll podcast. I don't know if I'm wording it right, but by going to through Cleveland, Texas, or people who do TNR or et cetera, et cetera, people who love animals and don't need anything back from them, don't expect anything back from them. That is an acknowledgement of another living being, a sentient being, a soul, and understanding that like the whole kit and caboodles that you love them, that you get a moment of love. That's why we're here, but you don't right. need anything back. You don't need to pick up that feral cat. You don't need to take home that stray dog who doesn't want to even come close to you. It's that you got to experience an act of love, that you can find joy in that is why you do it. And it's why you should do it. Hey, I'm Katya. I am a writer and a life coach for animal people. And I'm Jenny. I'm the founder of Better Together Dog Rescue. And together we are your hosts here at The Animal That Changed You. We are moms of both humans and dogs who want to advocate for animals, support our animal friends, and seek out ways to make a difference. So if you love animals, you have come to the right place. This show is for you. So, What's up? How are you doing? We said at the same time, I'm good. Good. I'm glad that you're good. I am also good. Here we are. Two good people. Here we are living the dream of, I'm not sure what the dream is, but we're living it. Is this this somebody's dream? So is this somebody's dream? Is it our nightmare? I don't know. Is someone somewhere having a dream and this, it's our life? It's, yes. Or a nightmare and it's our life. It really depends on the day. I agree with that answer. Did you have this phase in high school where you like just plagued yourself with existential questions or just? Yes. Like, I love No, that it was not just you. It was a good I time. always had this thing where I was like, is somebody in this world doing this exact same thing at this moment as me? Like metaverse stuff? Yeah. You were ahead of the time. Mm, I still am. Mm, I was going, <laughs> you're going to hear a switch over because I, I realized on camera right now, I'm not going to stop and hit re-record. I'm not doing that. I'm doing it with you guys. I'm wearing earphones that don't have a mic and I want the mic. So I'm doing this right now. But anyways, I okay. used to love questions like, what if when you're awake, you're asleep, you're dreaming, but when you're dreaming, you're really living? That's too deep for me. I don't even know what that means. Let's see. Oh, you're that's getting- like, That's like slam poetry. You're getting creepy back and I'm wearing, I have a different microphone in. So a lot is happening right now. What do we think this creepy face thing is? And will it happen on Instagram live is really the question. Jenny, I hope so. Can you tell, can you just explain it for anyone who does not know? I mean, I don't know. They listen, they know. It's like, I'm either like an extraterrestrial or it's the demon living inside of my body. It's very, or Zoom hates you. It could be that Zoom just hates me, which could easily also be what's happening. She turns demonic. You guys, every time we're on Zoom together. It's creepy. It's real creeps. It's really interesting. Okay. I want to share a text that I got from a friend who works in rescue mm. because like the question repetitively asked, especially up here, is like, what's the deal with spay and neuter? Why is it? What are they doing in these parts? Why isn't it a thing? Why are there so many? You know, like there's a multitude of reasons why. But then I was sent this text chain between a rescue friend and a local. And I was just like, 
can't even deal so much that I felt I needed to read it out loud. I should have, I should have put it into parts and had us both take the parts, but I'm just going to go with it. Okay. I want everyone to feel the feels after this. Okay. So it says, hello, my name is blank blank. And I have four Anatolian shepherd bulldog mixed puppies. I'm needing to rehome. And I'm wondering if you can help me out. I can't keep these puppies. So rescue partner says, are you willing to get the mom fixed? Person says, no, but I'm willing to pay you to take these puppies off my hands. Rescue person says, why is it you do not want the mom spayed? And also how old are the puppies? Person says, three months old, mom cost me $250 and is livestock guardian breed able to produce great farm pups, but just got pregnant by my bulldog. Rescue person says, how would it not just happen again then? You could get your bulldog neutered. Person says, look, what I do with my dogs is my business and I won't be asking for your help again. Thanks anyway. I'm sure somebody will want my pups and no, I'm not going to get my bulldog neutered. Rescue partner says, those are just standard questions. We offer those services free of charge to any county resident. All right, you ready? This is the big, this is the showstopper right here. So many thoughts. Okay. I want to put it on a t-shirt. All right. So the person then ends it by saying, I don't want any of your services that put a stop to the natural abilities of God's creatures to be fruitful and multiply. Just can't do that. Thanks anyway, and have a good day. If you're willing to actually help four pups find a good home, I will be glad to work with you now and in the future. Have a blessed day, and God bless. All of God's creatures have a right to life, is what I believe in. The end. Scene, cut. (laughs) Thoughts and feelings. Give it to me, like, straight out. I mean... I wouldn't say that I'm closed off to this line of thinking. I just find it. Here's the truth, Jenny. I get beyond borderline, like right on the very edge of immediately obnoxious about this Mm -hmm. issue. So I would answer back, do you eat animals? Do you eat eggs? Do you eat chicken? Do you eat fish? Do you eat turkey? Do you eat cow? Like, do you, are you eating an animal? If you are, go fuck yourself. I would answer back about how convenient it is to have certain thoughts when they endorse what you want without have any having any thoughts about how what you believe might impinge on other people's rights or lack of privilege because there are tons of puppies being born who have also god-given rights to be blessed creatures of blessings with blessed and Fruitful. they're and Fruitful. they're dying because mm-hmm. nobody has a home for them and and shelters are doing the very best they can. So I don't really, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like a gentle, kind soul when I hear super selfish justification that is so conveniently tailored to what's right for you, disregarding everybody else. That to me is the just the epitome of privilege. I was just immediately irate. I don't even have words, which is why I needed you to speak to, to it all, because I don't have words. I have no words. None of that made any sense at all, at all. Well, and like, I'm not going to tell anyone what to believe, but I don't want, don't come at me with the whole in the Bible, God said we could use this. Like, I'm like, sure, that works. I get it. it, it I get it because you want to, you want to live a certain way. 
And that's really it. Like, don't give me a story that justifies why you don't have to change. Like, right. I, I, I have nothing but fire. You know what I mean? In me, when you, when you read that. I can't imagine you who sees it day in and day out. It just... Rescue partner handled it really nicely. It sounds like total level-headed person, by the beautifully, way. Beautifully, beautifully. And they're dealing with this, this kind of stuff all the time. You know, it still makes them irate. But like for me, who's not dealing with this like face-to-face every day, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, are, we're trying to get puppies off the euthanasia list constantly. And here this person is just like, making absolutely no sense to not have one, at least one of those dogs fixed because how is it not going to happen again? And let's not forget about the mom, the shepherd, like, you know, okay. If you want to have a, another litter of Anatolian shepherd farm dog dog dogs. Oh my God. I'd totally brought out my New York. (laughs) We're going to have coffee and we're going to talk and we're going to walk about and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Just like how many litters are they preparing for her to have? So now she's had one litter of like basically like bastard children, according to this guy, because they're not, you know, oh, you pure know Anatolian shepherd farm dogs. I was going to say, I bet it's a man. It was a male texting, right? A hundred percent. It's like it the most. That is to me like the most, like I could feel, I was like, God, I just want to, I just think this is a man, like just ideas about females and ideas and just your ideas that no, that you're just hold, you're just holding onto. What's so interesting to me is even if everything is ending on a positive note, just, just the energetic field that a animal welfare person, whether you're a rescuer or shelter staff, or you work at a nonprofit, or you're a volunteer, or you work at a sanctuary, if you're one of, if you're on the fighting lines, just the energetic field that is so like penetrated, it's so full of bullet holes from all the people coming at you with their ideas about animals that support what they want. And right. you're somehow the enemy or you're somehow the problem or you're somehow the one who should be thankful that they're letting you take their puppies. I just constantly think about what kind of message do people who fight for animals have to hold? What kind of message do they receive every day? And, and what does that do to a person, to their psyche, to their mind, to their mental health, to their soul, to their well-being? It's a it lot. It does a lot. It does a lot. You know, I am constantly using the word numb. And I use it right now as something I'm afraid of achieving. You know, I've worked in rescue here and there for a long time, but running an organization and being up to my neck in it is is a lot different from what I've done in the past. So I find myself constantly fighting with not wanting to be numb to things, not wanting to be numb, not wanting to be okay with making hard decisions. Yeah. I don't want to become a numb person in rescue. I want to feel the feels. I want to see the good. This is not the type of field to be in if that's what you want. That's the unfortunate part here. You know, 
when you see it so much, when you hear it so much, when you witness it so much, you have to put up certain barriers in your emotions to be able to move on. You have to. Yeah. Because you could, otherwise you're stuck on one dog and that's not saving. That's the thing is that you're you're not only getting the force coming at you from people, you're also getting it from the actual animals. You're feeling and sensing, and I do it at the shelters of volunteer, you're feeling and sensing their stories. And you're trying not to get wrapped up in those stories. And you're trying to hold on to their the hope of their future and, and, and be living in the future with them of what they can be in their highest potential, knowing the story or sensing the story. So that you have that just dip going on. So, and you add all those people who are indirectly or directly playing mind games with you, verbally abusing you, blaming you, taking shit out on you. Like, you know, it's not just that you're on the front lines because you're saving lives. You're on the front lines because you're bare. It's just, you're bearing so much. Mm -hmm. You have to wear so much armor every day just to keep doing it. Because if not, it's beautiful what you just said. You'd be stuck on one dog. You'd be done after that text exchange. Right. That's so freaking hard. It's so hard. But you keep doing it because? Because these dogs need saving. And we're all so passionate about it. And we can do it. Mm -hmm. Even though that means making some hard decisions. For sure. Because if we let every little thing get to us, nobody would be doing this work. Nobody. There's just, there's too much beating down in this field of work. So as long as we have these, these cute dogs here, I have Jody here, my little foster pup. She's very cute. Who needs saving. And yeah, she is freaking adorable. And we keep moving them and we honor the ones that we've lost along the way. That's, that's just the best that we can do. Sometimes I, I think of cat, like cat feeders. And I'm like, what kind of detachment pros they must be? And like, maybe they can give some seminars. Like, I'd love to talk to and listen to someone who does TNR and like just feeds feeds community cats. Like people who wake up at three in the morning to visit all their little colonies and leave food and brave the night and whatever dangers may come their way for a bunch of cats that not only they don't know, but they will never hold. There's this gigantic detachment. I am obsessed with what that takes. I feel like I'm on the opposite (laughs) spectrum. I'm just like, hello, I'm attached. I have now become attached to you. I'm speaking to you. I'll take an oat milk latte and I'm attached to you, you know, like at Starbucks, but they're just able to do the thing in the dark. No one's watching. Go to work. That's the thing. Like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. If, you know, the first night that Meg and I went out in Texas to do the feedings was really hard. It was really, really hard. We were attached, just like you said. By the next night, it was still really freaking hard, but we understood that we were doing the best that we could for these dogs in that moment. And that was more than doing nothing, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, we got to pet some of them. Most of them, no. Most of them wouldn't approach, you know, and you go home and you leave them behind and you have to detach from it. You have to, or you just can't, you just can't do it. But it's so, it has to mean so much to you to do more than nothing that you will do the work to brave that detachment because the detaching is hard. I saw you do it. I saw you right. I met you right after 
and yeah, and watch right. the fallout of you doing it and how much you were holding. But what's interesting to me is someone like this guy who sent this email, it's all about, I don't know if I'm wording it right, but by going to through Cleveland, Texas, or people who do TNR or et cetera, et cetera, people who love animals and don't need anything back from them, don't expect anything back from them. That is an acknowledgement of another living being, a sentient being, a soul, and understanding that like the whole kit and caboodles that you love them, that you get a moment of love. That's why we're here, but you don't right. need anything back. You don't need to pick up that feral cat. You don't need to take home that stray dog who doesn't want to even come close to you. It's that you got to experience an act of love, that you can find joy in that is why you do it. And it's why you should do it. Right. But this right. man is like, my Antolian shepherd has work to do. And I'm not saying I'm not against dogs doing work. I'm not against animals having jobs. I'm just saying there's so much I hear in that text. There's so much expectation and a need back from the animal. Mm-hmm. I am a huge proponent of the bond, of the relationship, of the dynamic. But sometimes the dynamic is I can't touch you. And can you still love me? Yes. I'm a, I'm a spade farm dog. Can you still love me? As opposed to, no, it has to be my way for me to love you. Right. Do you know what I mean? It just sounds like some, some patriarchy bullshit. <laughs> yeah. He's an asshole. That's what you mean. Yeah. He's a really asshole. Anyway, I just, I, have been holding on to that text chain for like a week now and it's been driving me nuts. And I just felt like I needed to share it on this app. And it it's also like a good, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Lean into our announcement of changing our podcast from the animal that changed you to somebody saved me. And the reason we're doing it is because Katya and I really felt as we were working together this year and doing the animal that changed you, that we just kept coming back to shelter and rescue workers. Yes, mainly in dogs, but cats as well. And we felt that we we really wanted to make a shift that that being the animal that changed you wasn't quite fitting with what our goals were for this podcast, who we were reaching, who we wanted to reach. Yeah who we wanted to support and who we wanted supporting us in return. And ultimately that came down to shelter, rescue workers, volunteers, people, our people. Yeah. Obviously dog lovers, dog, you know, adopters, fosters, like everyone is included with that, but ultimately to be a support system, to be real and vulnerable and be able to talk about what it's like to be in this, this line of work, this very passionate, and difficult and challenging line of work. And so we are making a full shift. We are so proud of the animal that changed you and it will forever be there. It will forever be Ophelia's story. Rest in peace, sweet girl. She will be gone a year coming up. And of course, I just made Katya cry. (laughs) And so we felt together, we talked about it. We felt it was really important to do a full shift to a new podcast name, social media, and so that we could leave the animal that changed you respectfully where it's supposed to be and and who it was supposed to be for. So we are excited and we hope you will join us on this journey and follow us to our our new place. Yeah. Keep listening continue to be our family and our friends. I'm going to stop talking now and let Katya talk because she's crying. I'm crying. Hold on. There's a Uh-oh, jingle at that time. A go- my, this is my ghost. Hold on. There's a jingle. Oh, see, I didn't even hear that. So obviously we've grown more professional 
over more professional. Yes. Something was that's tingling. correct. <laughs> I didn't hear it. So we're both super insecure. No, this is what it's come down to. Our Capricornism is shining through. We're insecure. Everyone hates us. We're not, we're not doing everything that we can to make people happy. Our phones are ringing. Our Facebooks are dinging. And <sighs> yet nobody can hear any of it. Yeah, it's all in our minds. But we... It's all in our minds. We knew that. We met there in our minds. But yeah, we knew this was how it was going to be. And I mean, you said it beautifully, Jenny, and we will be posting for a little while some some double ups. So we'll be here, you know, reminding you that there is some secret sauce going on on our new podcast called Somebody Save Me, which we're, again, really, really excited about and to bring together people who work in the animal welfare space. Maybe even you have a sanctuary of, you know, old cats. Can I come over? Or, you know, like Jenny said, you're a foster or or you have pigs. Whatever the, the case may be, yes, we talk dogs almost all the time because we're dog people. But really, it's for the, the people who love animals. Shelter and rescuers, Jenny and I are always talking about like people who work at shelters, animal rescuers, fosters, volunteers, like you're our people. You're just our people. I could go to Ecuador and I meet a rescuer and be like, oh my God, I have a friend in Ecuador, you know. I, you would just immediately be united under something more than you. And that's where we're at. So we're going to be posting, you know, some episodes here, reminding you to go there. And there'll be a few mini ones until we know you're all there with us. Email us at theanimalthatchangedyou at gmail.com. That'll stay our email just for now. And then we're going to change it <laughs> I over. Just, I just shook my head at Katya. A big for, no. For uh, we are getting a new email address. But yeah. For now, for now, until it's yes. official, basically right. until I get everything set up, you Jenny's know, we're going to on... be here. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm getting a website set up. I got, I already did get the email set up, but beautiful. She got email. We she don't got have website. to go there yet. She's working. We're still going to be available through the exactly. animal that changed you for a while until we're we're at home. With exactly until we're at home. She's so, working on a logo that may or may not have a dog shitting in it, and I hope that listen. The photo will let you know who your friends are. And that is Katya and I. So that's all I'm going to say. And we can't wait to show you our new logo and our new brand. And it's going to be great. You know, we're just, yeah, we're excited to have really found our niche. And we did it through meeting all of you and hearing from all of you and all of our wonderful guests that we've had on. Like everybody helped us to realize where our passion was. And where we feel we can make the biggest impact. And so we hope you feel the same way and that you'll continue to be our friend and our listeners. Yeah, we're we're really, really hoping more than anything that we can supercharge this community. Like, what would it be like to bring us more together? All of us with our big hearts, our passion. What would it be like if there's more we can do together? Um, that's real and authentic and gross and all the truth of it. But together, once in a while, Brittany Battle might be coming back to join us. Um, mm, you guys have heard might. her. She might. She's lovely. And Jenny and I are still going to have awesome guests. And we'll be just also talking about things like what happened last weekend when Jenny got in up not one, but two transports. Yes. Two transports. It was a Saturday, Sunday. It was a good time. Uh-huh. Lots of dogs. And mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to be you know, more and more available to support animal welfare people and dog people with- We're going to breathe 
yeah, the shit out breathe. of each other. We're going to breathe so much, guys. We're going to breathe together. Whatever it takes for you to be okay. We need you to be okay because those animals are okay when you're okay. We're going to have shelter dogs breathing like they've <sighs> never breathed before. I can't wait. I should just video Wally breathing. That's all we really need. And just play that audio. And just play it. That's our new podcast. Wally Breathing all the time. (laughs) So as we here for it, as we set our things up, reach out, let us know what you think. Let us know that you're coming with us and we'll keep you posted along the way. And we love you. Yeah, we do. And um, Jenny, I hope that you stay possessed over there and do not fix whatever's going on with Zoom because now I like it for some reason. I mean, I do too. It still scares me a little when it pops up, but then I'm like, oh, that's just me and the demon inside of me. (laughs) All right. We love you guys. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for tuning into The Animal That Changed You. We'll see you next week. We hope you subscribe to this show and leave a review, tell your people, and become our friend. Follow us on Instagram at The Animal That Changed You and at Better Together Dog Rescue. We're here for you and we're here for your animals. For more great iRaw podcasts, visit iRawPod.com. That's I-R-O-A-R-P-O-D dot com. Ah!